Hey everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 471. Today we're going to take a look at Xenon Profiteer. This is a new game from Eagle Griffin Games, designed by TC Petty III, and it's kind of sort of a deck building game. It has some deck building elements, but it's not really like Dominion or any other deck building game. Uh, you do have a deck of cards, you will be adding cards and removing cards out of that deck, and what you are doing is you are trying to pull out or extract Xenon from air. So it's set in the future, and people have discovered that Xenon is like this super crazy uh, chemical or substance that they can use to power everything and everything runs on it. If you kind of know the Dune universe, it's kind of like the spice of the, you know, this galaxy or the solar system. So Xenon is like the prime thing that you can extract and you can do everything with it. So players will be, during the course of the game, consuming these air packets, which are like these different elements, which are cards that go into their deck and then trying to sort of parse those and trash some of the elements out and then also acquiring a different sort of apparatus and special abilities that you can get to add to your sort of tableau and then you know make your turns that much more efficient. So let's take a look at how the game actually works and then I'll come back and tell you what I think of it. So here's everything you get in the game of Xenon Profiteer plus the rules and here you can see a whole bunch of different cards. Now we have here at the top uh, all of the pieces that go into making an air packet. So whenever the game tells you to take an air packet, you're gonna take one of each of these four cards. Now the one you're really concerned about here is the Xenon card, and then you've got oxygen, nitrogen, and krypton. Now you actually start the game off with two air packets in your deck. So you've got two of each of those elements, and then you also have these uh, feed card and reflux card. You'll shuffle these up, and each player will start with the same uh, deck of cards and then you're gonna draw up to five cards to start the game. Now, each player also has this little kind of player aid type of card here. This is gonna show you the order of your turn. You're always gonna do a distillation, which I'll explain, and then you do air or wipe, and then build or, bot or bid, and then that's your turn. Now you can, before your turn starts, actually flip this over if you find that you want to distill twice, and then all you can do is bid uh, twice after that, and then you actually have to force to reshuffle your discard pile and deck back together. So this is the little player aid slash console uh, that you start with. You actually be attaching cards to this as well. Now players will also get some money in here as the money tokens there, and these are credits. And then players will also get some tokens uh, in their player color. They'll have a little picture here like so, and these will be their bid tokens. Each player will start with five of these. And you'll be able to put these out on the different cards as well. Now the main thing that you're going for are these contracts. Now there's two types of cards in this deck here. First you have your contracts, and I'll show you one of these here. And so you can see when you fulfill this contract, you need three Xenon elements there to fulfill that. And then you're gonna get $7 and then two victory points there. And you can see this is used in a creation of computer monitors. Whereas you have another one here, which is military grade flashlights. You only need one Xenon there, only gives you a buck and then two points as well there. Now this deck also has uh, these pipelines here, and this you're just trying to uh, collect for two reasons. One is each one of these will increase your hand size by one, and then you're going to actually score points at the end of the game, uh, sort of an exponential type of way. So if you look at the bottom of the contracts here, you can see there's these different pipes here. So you've got this one here. Now there'll be other of these uh, pipelines that match this pipe and this pipe and so on. 
So if at the end of the game you just have like one of these, then you just have one point for that one. But if I had one of each of these two, each of them would be worth two points. So that would be four points total. And then if you had all three, they'd each be worth three, which would be nine points. So you're trying to collect these to get some kind of bonus points at the end, but mainly to increase your hand size to give you more options on your turn. Now in this top row, you're gonna have a bunch of these different upgrades. And these are sort of dual purpose. You'll get these into your hand and you can play these for their ability here. So this one says you can play it during your distill step and you can look at the top card of the system, which is your, your draw deck, and you can draw or discard it. And so you can play those or you can actually attach these to your apparatus here, your central console and then you'll be able to have that ability at all times. So there's several of these that you can purchase and the game will end when one player has either five contracts kind of coming out of this side of their console or they've completed five contracts which will attach to this side here. And then that will trigger the end of the game. And one interesting aspect of the end of the game, I'll just talk about it now, is whoever triggers it can take this token and they can either choose to make it the, their final turn or they can take three points right away. So if I trigger the game, I can take this, I take it and I've got three points at the end of the game, that's it. Everybody else gets a turn and that's it. But if I flip it over to final turn, then everybody else will get a turn and then I will get one last turn. So if I think I can score more than three points on my turn, then I'll take that shot and then play for a final turn or else I get three points. So what are the steps on your turn? Well, the first thing you can do is distill. Now let's say I had drawn a hand of five cards and these were the cards that I drew. Then when you distill, you're actually going to walk down this element tree. So the first thing you're gonna look at is nitrogen. So if I have any nitrogen in my hand, I get to remove all of the nitrogen. So in this case, I've got two nitrogen, that's pretty good. So this, this is, these are junk. You don't want anything except for xenon in your hand. So I'm gonna remove two nitrogen. Now, if on a later turn I came in and I had maybe some other action cards and I just had Krypton, then I would remove that. And then at any point after you do your distillation action, if the only thing you have left here is xenon, then you get to put this down over here and you'll start adding xenon to the side. So this is xenon that you've extracted successfully, you've got it, and then you can now spend it to uh, acquire of the different contracts, or actually fulfill the different contracts. As you get contracts, you'll want to acquire Xenon, and then once you have enough Xenon to fulfill it, then you'll flip it over and you've completed it. So everything that you're gonna do on the start of your turn is always gonna be a distill, and you're gonna walk down this sort of hierarchy of elements. Now, on the other side here, you can see distill times two. So if at the start of my turn, I'm like, yeah, I should really do two distillations. So I would do maybe all the nitrogen, and then I can immediately have done the Krypton there. So I could do those two distillations uh, for that turn and immediately got to the Xenon. And so you can see though, your options are limited. The only thing you can do after distilling twice is two, two bits, which I'll explain what a bit is in a minute. But after that, you're gonna reshuffle all your draw deck and discard pile back together. And then you're gonna leave this like so. And then at the start of your next turn, you're gonna flip this over because you cannot do uh, two uh, of these types of actions here. And what this mode is, is it's called overtime mode. So you can't do two overtimes in a row. So once you do a distill action, then normally you can do an air or wipe. And whenever you do an air, you're actually gonna take an air packet. So you're gonna take one, two, three, four, one of each of those elements, they're gonna go into your discard pile. And then you can see here, there's this little $2 symbol. So every time you do that, you're gonna get $2 uh, into your supply. 
Now alternatively, instead of doing air, so you can see you've got air two or wipe. So you can take one of these columns here, these rows, and wipe it out and then reseed it to hopefully get something that you like. Now when you do that, if somebody has placed a bid on a card, then that one's safe, it's not going anywhere. But everything else in that row will get wiped. So after you do either air or wipe, then you can do buy or bid. And so bidding is simply just putting one of the tokens on one of the cards. And you're reserving that card uh, in a sense. I'll explain that in a minute. But you're kind of you're, you're letting people know that you want it. It's safe from being wiped. And if they want to buy it, they'll have to pay you some money and so on. So now we can either bid or buy. So if we buy, there's a couple things we can do. So first thing, let's look at, look at the upgrades here. Uh, so first we have this... Uh, cost here in the upper left you can see it costs two bucks now this is to get it into your discard pile so when it comes shuffling back out of your deck then you can play it again and again and again so you can see this one here is actually free here so this one would be a free buy to get it and it would go right into our deck now once this comes back out later you can pay this cost here this little uh, number there and you can actually put that out and attach that permanently to have that effect permanently so this pressure swing absorption you could buy it for three bucks and then on a later turn when it comes back out you can either play it and just do the ability in this case during your distill you would play this card and you can distill all the nitrogen in your hand. So you could play that, for example, distill all the nitrogen and then distill whatever else is left, kind of working down that hierarchy. Or I can also just pay the $5 and then go ahead and attach it to my console. But you also notice down here in the right hand, lower right hand corner is $8. And that's basically these two numbers added together. So if this was sitting out here, I could pay the $8 just to move it right to uh, my console and attach it like so. So that's how you buy one of those. Now the contracts, you just take one and then you just attach it like that uh, here to your right side of your console and then this will just be sitting here. And then as soon as you have enough Xenon, in this case all you need is the one, you'll flip it over but you'll acquire this much money and then it'll be worth two points there at the end of the game. Now the pipelines here, these cost $5. This one is going to attach uh, and then you just, like I said, you get the extra hand size bonus. In this case, you could drop the six cards and then you get the little scoring at the end. Now, if I had one of my own bid tokens on a card, we'll just put it here or actually here. Then when I go to buy it, I can buy it for $1 cheaper. But let's say somebody else had that bid token on there. I would have to pay the full amount and then now I've got to pay them an additional dollar. So on your turn, when you go to place a bid, you can place one of your tokens on any card. You could even place it on the same card, or another player could place it on that card. So as long as there's a bid token on it at all, it won't get wiped if anybody does a wipe. But let's take a look at this scenario here. Let's say in this case here, the red player wanted to buy this card. So we come back around, we've got some bid tokens on it. Now red's gonna buy it, so they can buy it for $2 cheaper. So instead of three, they pay one. But they still have to pay here, the green player, an extra dollar. And it is feasible to actually receive money uh, with bid tokens. So if you look at the contracts, there's no uh, cost actually to buy those. Those are always zero. So if I put a bid token on this, I can put it under like that. And then if somebody else wanted to buy it, they'd have to, they'd get the contract for free, but they'd have to pay me a dollar. Or if I took it, uh, then I could actually receive a dollar. So that's the gist of your turn there. So you're gonna distill, get rid of some of this, these crappy elements, get some more air, because again, you don't want these three elements, but you want the xenon, or, and then wipe, 
or you can buy or bid and you keep playing until I said it you know if somebody has five contracts or five upgrades and then you kind of do one final round and that is the end of the game. The other thing I should mention, uh, unlike most deck building games, you don't have to discard your hand. You can discard as many cards as you want at the end of your turn, and then you draw back up to whatever your hand size is. But that is the game. Okay, so that is Xenon Profiteer. What do I think of it? Well, I really enjoyed it. And I kind of alluded to it at the beginning of the review where I said it's kind of a deck building game, but it's kind of not. Now, the parts that it is a deck building game are obvious. You add cards to your deck, you're kind of trashing cards out of your deck, you're trying to be as efficient as possible, extract the Xenon, you know, get money, use the different upgrade special abilities to the, the best of their ability. Uh, but the part where it's not a, like a deck building game is the only time that you're really kind of getting a bunch of junk in your hand is you're like literally getting junk in your hand with the different elements. And that's a specific action to say, I'm gonna take junk and then trash up, you know, three of those four cards to then get the one card that is, you know, basically a currency in the game. Uh, the other things, now you can get upgrades that are just sitting in your deck and you play them, you don't actually get to attach them. But for the most part, you're kind of going for a, like a little bit of a setup and a combo. So you're building like a tableau and you're trying to say, okay, this one's really good. This one will let me distill better. This one might make me uh, get contracts for cheaper. I pay less Xenon uh, and so on. One that will make me draw more cards. So there's uh, lots of different abilities. And those kind of come out in a way that's a little bit more on the strategic side. Now the game's still very tactical because you know it's a random row of cards, but you're really kind of picking and choosing those upgrades say, okay, this is a good one here. So if I go and get this contract, I get a lot of money here. And so I've got to you know do my distillation, get that kind of going. Then I've got this really cool upgrade. And so you kind of build up. And so you have a little bit more, um, at least a little bit more obvious of a growth in your deck. So when you build out those upgrades, it's really more to me about that than actually kind of always going through your deck and drawing, just like fine tuning your, your deck and that's it in, in terms of the game. It's really mostly about uh, those upgrades. Now I should have mentioned uh, during the walkthrough, there's actually character cards that kind of go with those different bidding tokens I showed you. Those are different starting special abilities. I would definitely play with those, especially after you play the game a couple of times. Uh, and then there's also starting tactics that you can get. They give you another additional uh, ability that you can use once per game and then they give you kind of an end game bonus so if, I don't know if I showed you or mentioned it but on the contract card you can see this one has like a little movie symbol so sometimes they'll give you bonus points for scoring you know different types of contracts and things like that so I would definitely uh, play with those so the game has deck building elements to it but I think it's very different in how it approaches it and so it's a little bit more uh, thinky and the one thing that occurred to me when I was playing it was it's kind of like Ascension and Dominion kind of mashed together. So, because if you think of Dominion, you have that kind of thing where you sit out and you look at all the cards. You're like, okay, that one, I'll, I'll buy a couple of those and I'll get some of these. And then later on in the game, I'll buy this one and then I'll be going along. So this kind of has that aspect to it where you're looking at the upgrades. You want to play the game a couple of times to get to know the upgrades as well. Uh, so you're like, okay, that's a good one. If I use this one with this one, that's going to really work together. Or I get this one and hope the other one comes out later. And then you have that sort of, you know, that strategic kind of planning aspect of the game. But then again, it's all kind of tactical and there's a row of cards. So you've got to stay on your feet a little bit. So I like that kind of marriage of those sort of two aspects of it. And then once you've got, you know, a couple of upgrades out there, then you're like, you're, you know, then you're, you're humming right along. 
Uh, so anyway, let's take a look at this one. Uh, I highly recommend the game. It's a very different kind of, a little bit more thinky deck building game, but I don't want to say that in such a way that people go, oh, it's a big brain burner, because it's not. Uh, it's definitely easy to get into, and once you kind of get in that sort of step through of the process of your turn, kind of distill, do this, do that, then it, you, the turns start to pick up really well. And I, and I actually should mention, I do like the whole like going into overtime mode is a kind of an interesting, uh, I don't know, it's just kind of a different kind of thing that I really like about the game. And uh, you know, the, how do I get too wonky here? But there are a couple of like little elements and sort of subtleties in the design of it that I'm like, okay, so it feels kind of like somebody studied deck building and then kind of went after some of the weaknesses that are inherent in deck building. So that's a little bit kind of, you know, wonky design talk, but uh, I thought that was kind of interesting, like the whole uh, way the game ends with the little turn token and stuff like that too. Uh, so definitely take a look at this one. Thanks.